everyone welcome back to diamond in our hat and I might seem a little low um, I have a little cold it's just that time of the season y'all um, so it's not that I'm in a bad mood or anything it's just truly <laughs> my body is fighting me uh, and I told you I was gonna have an episode for you today and I do and it's actually not funny or cute or whatever it's kind of um, something that happened recently and working through it verbally i think that's what the whole point of this podcast is it's just me listening to myself work out things verbally i just changed the title it's like diamond figuring out things um so no hat today i guess that is without you know goes without saying but there's no hat today this is definitely a story that i'm gonna give you um so about I think it's going on a month now. Um, I ended things with this really nice man. Um, he's a sweet guy. I have no ill will towards him at all in any capacity. And you know how people say that. They're like, oh, well, I don't have any bad feelings. It's like, no, I truly, it's not one of those, well, I don't feel bad, but I don't like them. Like, I really like him. I think he's a wonderful man. He's a very smart, cute, silly. He's, he's just, he's a really good person. But we are in two different parts of our lives, and I don't, foresee our paths intersecting organically again and that's okay you know I'm in I'm growing older um, and I'm becoming more understanding of other folks needs and if you hear a little voice in the background I have a dog now her name is Bootsy and she's a cute little shit <laughs> so she hasn't quite gripped the concept of when Diamond's talking if anything if I'm talking and it's not to her she gets very upset so you might hear a little growl or something. She's a puppy, but that needs my complete attention every minute of the day, right? <laughs> um, as I was saying, I, I do not believe our paths are going to cross organically again, and that's okay. As, I got, as I'm getting older, I am not trying to cling on to things that obviously had an expiration date. And that I'm very proud of myself for that because I have a tendency of trying to put thoughts in other people's heads or trying to assume that the actions of other people are indicative of something else, like they're not being truthful with me. And I feel like a lot of people are honest with me about a lot of things. You know, there's some people that are shady, but in situations where someone's upfront and honest with you from the jump and it, it does end as it was you know projected to be um it's it's good um I'm, I'm really glad and i'm very proud about how i'm handling it because had it been a year ago when i was in my situation um i was in a very low self-esteem situation um i think this would have been yet another blow to a lot of aspects of myself but right now i'm very much like okay that was nice. It's not like he's never gonna speak to me again, but we're not gonna actively try to see each other or engage. And um, we didn't depart ways because something bad happened. It's just, okay, well, it's done. And I, I think that's also a contributing factor because he was a little older than me. And it's, when I say a little older, like he's not, he wasn't like a sugar daddy thing. He was 32. Um, and so I think he was very good at communicating his needs and desires and it wasn't ambiguous. And I think in the past, a lot of my situations, why it has ended in such gut-riching heartache is because there was some ambiguity floating around about, huh, you know, you like me, I like you, we're doing things and 
could this develop into more? But there was never like a solid conversation that, no, this will not develop into more. Or yes, this will develop into more. Or yeah, I'm really into you. And then suddenly it falls off. So I'm really grateful for his communication style and his openness because I, I found that that made the ending of things easier. It wasn't out of nowhere. So that kind of rolls into the general thing about my life right now. I'm in a very transitional phase. Um, transitional slash transformative slash I'm it's it's kind of it's a space I've never been in. And if you listen to the last episode, um, I was telling you that there's a lot of things that are currently happening and I can't give the deets on that because I don't have the details. Um, but I think with the thing ending with the guy, this happened at the beginning of this transformative stage for me. And it, Lutzi, can you like not full on open your mouth and chew? I'm trying to teach her manners. She she doesn't quite grip that concept yet. She's staring at me. Oh my gosh, she's walking over here. She's licked my hand. What is that in your mouth? What is that? What is that? Oh, that's just your face. Okay. Um, as I was saying, <laughs> this happened at the beginning of this little phase that I'm in that I'm hoping is gonna come to an end soon. I hope there is some resolution, but I think since I was already in the process of trying to figure out where my life is going, um, what is, how do I attribute things to it? Like what is happening in my life right now? And I think that was just kind of the chrysalis, like that the, not the chrysalis, chrysalis is something else. Sorry, I'm thinking about butterflies right now. Um, it starts with a C. Why can't I remember words right now? Um, catharsis, is that the word? I don't know y'all it is Sunday morning and I didn't have my tea this morning because I didn't want to walk downstairs to get my cup out of my office uh, but it, it kind of propelled me to start to brace for the sudden change that life brings you and it wasn't like I knew that the other things in my life were gonna come to a head but I think my response to that change that happened with me and the guy because it happened kind of suddenly I think it was over a course of two days there was comments there was conversations and then suddenly it was like okay well this is done and I think we're gonna we're gonna end it here so in in reality it did kind of end suddenly so I I think that since I responded in a way where I didn't break down it did not kill my mood in fact when I told my friends that hey me and X are not speaking anymore they're like what like you're not crying right now you're not like not eating you haven't stepped back and i was like no i mean i'm, I'm fine it's <laughs> it's okay and I, I i think even my friends are very surprised about how i'm handling a lot of things right now in my life but i think that over time i'm starting to develop better coping skills and better ways of viewing my situations i am a control freak and i feel like i speak in run-on sentences if somebody will go back and see how long that initial statement i made like from all the way through Bootsy licking my knee to the end of that statement. Tell me how many words was in that because there was not a period. I feel like there was a lot of ands, buts, things. Like, sorry about that. That was just something that popped up in my head. Uh, <laughs> and now I forgot what I was saying. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh geez, like I straight up forgot what I was saying. Oh my gosh, let me try to figure it out. 
this is a message from my sponsors. Just kidding, I don't have a sponsor yet. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, okay, I'm gonna just backtrack to what I was saying initially. Um, I think that, oh yes, now I remember, good gracious. The, as y'all can tell, these things are not scripted. This is truly just me talking. Um, I think that since I'm a control freak, I plan for things that I foresee can occur, but the universe, the universe is chaotic and it's ridiculous. But then another part of me understands that what is the likelihood of something happening in comparison to another thing happening? So I usually think of that more pragmatically about, okay, this is something that's occurred. These are the top three things that can happen after that. And even when I talk to my friends, I, I, I really do the, these are the three likelihoods of X happening, Y, Z. So we're going to wait and see. But I've planned for all three of them. But the current situation, I've not planned for. I've never been in this situation. And I think that I have boasted too much in my life and prided myself in not being in a current situation like this. But it has come so quickly there is so much going on that I am not ready. But um, I did have a moment. Uh, I did have a moment, I think, oh gosh, I think it's been two weeks now. So it's had to be a week or so ago. And I had a breakdown. But surprisingly, that breakdown lasted maybe an hour and a half. And I like physically left my home. I went to a friend's house. And he he's a very optimistic person. Like, maddeningly so in fact it's something I tease him about but I, I was actually very happy that in that moment he was optimistic but not but not in a way to dismiss my feelings so I go to his house I so I texted him and <laughs> this is how you know I was not being an effective communicator I texted him I was like hey can I come over to talk for a bit and just to give you some background with me and this person he's a friend of mine we're we're I guess you can say we're dating. I don't know what we're gonna classify it as, but we've been seeing each other in a more, in a more than friends type of way. There you go. So he was a little nervous. And in his super optimistic way, he's like, oh yeah, please come over, I'd love to see you. So what's up, like what, what are we talking about? And I realized I didn't give him any context. And anyone ever receives a message of, can I come over, can we talk after you've been seeing a person for a few weeks can be a little scary. And I was like, oh, it's about work. It's about my life. It's about everything happening right now. It's about my internalized feelings and my lack of like a therapist right now. And he's like, oh, yes, please come over. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to project my anxiety upon you by not being an effective communicator. I'm so sorry. So I go over and I have a nice long cry, like one of those on the bed screaming like I'm in a Lifetime movie cry. And then, you know, I sit up and he, he's sitting there with me. You know, he was holding me as I was crying. <laughs> and then I switched all the way into problem solving mode. I'm like, all right, so here's the thing. There are three outcomes that could possibly occur in this. And this is, this is just what I know. And these are the things I can plan. And I ask him, can you make me a cup of tea? And he jumps up and makes me one. And I also ask to use his computer and I start researching. I start compiling lists, emailing things to myself, connecting with friends, trying to get some ideas of resources and everything that I will need in this moment, knowing how I responded. And after that, um, I was a little nervous about going home just because I had kind of abandoned my dog. I didn't abandon her, but I mean, 
usually I have a schedule that I'm on. So, you know, I take her out at certain times. I have dinner with her. I have lunch with her. Like, I, the, the sudden change in my feelings during the day was so abrupt that I just left. I just dipped. So by the time I got home, it was pretty late. And I was a little nervous because I was like, I bet Bootsy is terrified. And I'm already in a heightened state. I am already anxious beyond all belief. And the response that my dog is going to have, I don't know what it's going to be. Y'all, dogs can't talk. I'm not sure if you knew that, but I guess in the moment I didn't know that. I, when I was entering my home, I sincerely was waiting for someone to start yelling at me. But it, it, it was just my dog in the house. And so she does what she does whenever I come home. Regardless if I literally went outside, you know, for whatever reason, it, it, she responds the same way and it, it's pure joy and excitement. So <laughs> I come into the door and here she comes, her little pitter patters, um, cause she's a very small dog. She's a Shih Tzu Poodle mix and she is a puppy. She's 17 weeks and she is perfect. She comes around and she gets to shaking and her little, her little eyes are all big and whenever she's happy, she spins in circles and it is the cutest thing in the world. So she's just spinning. She's hyped. She's like, mom's home. What's going on, mom? And just jumping up. She does this little yippy noise whenever she's happy to see someone. And so she's doing it and she's spinning. And I, in that moment, I was like, oh my God, not everything is bad. <laughs> not any, like, she's just happy to see me. And I picked her up and I held her and I talked to her for a bit and I tried to explain the situation to her, but she's just hyped that I'm home. So she's just, she's just wiggling. Um, so I, I think that I, I had a moment where I was just terrified of interacting with people. So heading home was kind of daunting. I live alone, so I don't know what I, I don't know. You know, anxiety has a weird way of manifesting itself and it can be very, very ridiculous as it was in that moment. But um, I got home, I was able to get to bed, and I woke up the next day, and it was a little rough. The, the, the day after that was a little rough. And it's been a couple of weeks, I think it's been two weeks, and I'm, I'm still trying to problem solve, because there's things constantly happening. And I, I'm just, it, it's, it's an ongoing story, and it'll probably be something that we talk about for a while until there's a resolution, and I can tell you exactly, well, this is what's going on or this is what happened and this is how I solved the problem. But in this moment, it's scary. And I actually, I've been very, um, I've been nervous about bringing it up to certain people, specifically my family, because I love my family to death. They are very good people. Unfortunately, I would not consider them my rocks. Um, my rocks are my best friends and I will list them out for you one day. You've probably heard their names already. Like I talk about my friends all the time. Um, but my, my family, they're not my rocks because I, and I, this is actually something I was bringing up to Derek, I think a week or so ago about how I'm kind of a mad that my family cannot offer me advice about life situations like this because they've never experienced it. But Prior to this point, because I'm having a lot of revelations about myself, about my interaction with other people, about what I want to do with my life. Prior to this moment, I always had this weird underlying like insidious anger with the fact that my family can never necessarily help me. And I don't mean monetarily. We, I come from a low socioeconomic background. Um, 
part of my family still is in that area, but I wasn't worried about the monetary contributions because I understand that that is taking from their thing. Cause that, like, I'm, I'm very good with my money. What I'm saying is like, that's not the problem. It was the advice part. Um, I kind of would envy my friends who had parents um, or family members who were just knowledgeable in certain aspects of life that my family weren't. And when I found myself in that situation or those situations, I was annoyed that I couldn't call someone up and say, hey, this something, you know, this contract doesn't look right. I don't know what it means. Or, you know, this interaction with a coworker or a boss like seemed weird. Um, like there are different things that bother me. And when I would bring it up to my family, they, they, they obviously, they, they have kind words for me. You know, you know, it, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they're very kind. They're not dismissing me, but it was always the same mantra, which was, oh, diamond, you got it. You got it. You always figure it out. You always solve problems. And that has bothered me forever. That's always something that bothered me because it seems like it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, ah, but recently I sat down and I started journaling. I started internalizing. Why does that statement bother you? Why does those those like cheers, like, oh, you always got a diamond. I'm not worried about you. Why does it bother you? And I think it bothers me because, well, it used to bother me because I felt like it meant nothing. Like, oh, well, you don't care. You, you don't care that I'm struggling. You just think that I'm so great and I'm Wonder Woman. But in reality, I realized that that is all they could realistically offer because it's not as though I explain my process to people. And when I say process, I'm not trying to be pretentious. I'm not like, oh, the process, I'm an artist. No, I, I do solve problems, but my family doesn't see how problems are getting solved. They don't see that I've relied on my friends for a lot of things, like things that they have, problems I've had that they didn't even know about and probably won't know about. And to them, like I'll tell them the initial situation and then in a week or two or a month, it's solved. They're like, see, Diamond, I told you, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, I didn't figure it out. I ran to my friends and started crying and freaking out. And they helped me, they guided me to resources or they offered resources. So I had to step back and realize I have not been telling my family the whole picture. And I know we are, we are on tangents upon tangents, but I have not had a moment to actually sit and say things out loud in a while explains why I have not posted anything on my podcast blah, blah, blah. so please forgive me like I this will just be random stuff um so yeah my family my family doesn't know the process and so I was actually talking to two of my friends Tori and Roxy shout out they're my two mental professional mental professional mental health professional friends um I was telling them about the current situation about how I feel like a failure and how I feel like I did not adequately plan and that I, I should really evaluate myself as a person and about how I'm gonna have to seek resources from friends um, my friends I feel like the past couple of weeks they've just heard me bitch and moan and like I'm just unhappy diamond um, and I was I told them I was like I just feel like that I'm taking on so much from y'all like I'm not from y'all I'm giving you so much of my nonsense that it's it's getting exhausting for y'all and Tori my friend she she mentioned that it's it's not exhausting for your friends to help you and especially if you're like <laughs> if it's not something that happens often 
Um, but she did tell me that I'm very community oriented. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I'm not the guy. I don't know what's happening. And she explained to me that when I come, when, when I start to kick into problem solving mode, <laughs> it's typically, okay, what can I do for myself? Who can I touch base with to assist me with this? And how can I make sure that we go full circle and, you know, things are connected? She said in a more eloquent, like, awesome way, which was basically, um, I feel comfortable asking my friends for help and my friends feel comfortable asking me for help. So I'm a part of a very good community of friends who are more than happy to help each other, whether that's mental health crisis, um, directing me to resources, um, offering solutions in the moment. Um, there was, there's just a lot. And I didn't think about that because I just, I, I feel like, I feel like this is something I've said before, but I, I feel like my existence is just taking up too much space in every capacity, whether that's verbal space, physical space, mental space. I, I think I'm too much in everything and everything, you know, about me. But her saying that made me feel a little better. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Everyone doesn't hate me. Great. Uh, but it's, it's an ongoing thing. And I'm not, I've already had to ask a friend for a huge favor and she was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. This is crazy because it's this, this big problem I'm having is shrinking in size by the day. And I think there's going to come a point when I'm going to be in the post-crisis mode and think back on how all my friends and all like my loved ones, like even my parents, my family, just giving me words of encouragement, you know, that those positive affirmations, my friends kicking into gear and like helping me with my situation while they have their things going on. I'm going to be in a post-crisis mode and I might cry. <laughs> I might have an ugly cry and then I'm going to like, I'm already very grateful, but I think that in a situation like this where some things are so gray, the sunshine that are my friends, they're helping me out. And I know initially this was a topic about this guy and how I'm responding to things. I, I think it connected because as I'm saying um, how I'm responding to things, I think that since I've been more open about the, the, the roughness of my life, it is kind of easing that easing that burden. My friends are here. Um, Randy, one of my best friends, he, you know, I come to him about a lot of my mental health things because he and I were on our both separate mental health journeys, but we keep each other going. And he bought me Minecraft <laughs> so we could play together because he said that was a way that he relaxes and decompresses. So he bought me Minecraft and I played Minecraft for the past three nights. And I'm obsessed with it and I'm bad at it. In fact, if you want to watch me play Minecraft, you should look at my YouTube channel and it's me and um, Randy talking, but I suck at Minecraft. I have no concept of spatial reasoning and it is more amplified in a, in a game where you have to understand what's happening in that aspect. Um, but it's been fun. So that's been a way that Randy's helped, like, helped me. He's giving me tips on what makes him feel good. And I have other girlfriends that are like, hey, 
Um, I know you like tea. I can send you like um, a tea subscription box that'll have this really dope fall fest kind of thing in it. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Um, I've had people volunteer to babysit Bootsy so I could, you know, go do a lot of things like as far as connecting with doctors and therapists. And they're like, yeah, you know, we can keep her for a day if you want. Like, so you can go do what you need to do. And I'm like, you, you all are just so nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I'm, oh my God, I'm like, I'm about to tear up because it's, oh geez, come on now. <laughs> I, I already sound really nasally now. You don't even want to know what I sound like when I'm crying. I am, I, I don't, I don't even like it. <laughs> but it's, it's transformative. It's making me view my worth and my friendships with other people because I, you know, I've been friends with a lot of these people for years, like beyond college, like um, two of my best friends that are currently helping me in big ways. I've known them since middle school. And I, I as I said, like earlier in the podcast that I, I feel like I take up a lot of space and that people truly don't want to be around me. They just kind of got sucked into the gravity that is diamond. But this is showing me that you know that's not true people don't have to help you people don't have to be there for you if they don't want to and in my what i'm perceiving as my lowest point in my life so far everyone is showing me more and more every day that they love and care about me and that is astounding and i'm trying not to cry as you can see my voice is getting really weird <laughs> it's I think that's going to help my anxiety too because I have a really big voice in my head that tells me that no one loves me. And through years and years of nonsense, it's being reinforced. Um, it's kind of like it's just getting bigger and bigger with things. But I, I, I'm seeing as I get older that as I start to observe things differently and I like really focus on the people that care and love me that things will get easier to deal with yeah it's gonna suck when things happen you know oh guy breaks up with me oh that sucks ah uh, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little cry but it's not gonna hit me so hard because I don't like that I'm trying to make a point so I still feel as though I'm a lot and that people don't want to be around me but that feeling is shrinking and so I think that when I do receive rejections in any way, whether that's job rejection, you know, interpersonal rejections, whatever, it's not going to hit as hard because I do have the backing that I am lovable. I am worthy of kindness, love, compassion, and it is presented to me on the daily basis by everyone that loves me. And I think that in the past, I've been so angry and hate-filled towards myself that when the smallest point of rejection or you know things like that happen i'm like yeah because diamond c this happened to you because you're a terrible person and you're ugly and you're fat and i'm like yeah you're right because this happened before yeah and it happened before before and but i focus too much on the the negative parts of me so this this is an ongoing thing this is going to be something i'm going to talk about for a long time because i i I'm on a journey <laughs> to where I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say something like 
self-actualization, self-actualization. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a journey. <laughs> Where it's going, I don't know. Probably death. Almost every journey is towards death. That I'm not being weird. I'm not trying to be like nihilistic and be like, nothing matters. I'm just, that, that, that was just a moment. But I'm, I'm truly on a journey. I am on a journey. And I'm not on a journey alone. And I hope that my friends feel the same way. That once I'm past this point, I'm, I'm like, please, <laughs> please, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. But from what my friends have been telling me, they're like, Diamond, you're always there for people. Like, you're legit the first person to jump to do something. Like, you would drive to Texas just to help someone. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's nothing. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? So I, I'm going to have to do some introspection about that, too, because I, I feel like I don't do enough for my friends. And... I don't know what else to do about that because I live in a completely different state than the majority of them. But that's life. Yeah. Anyway, I will hopefully have something for you next week. I'm doing better. Um, today is Sunday, the day before I would have this posted. Um, I'm only doing it because Sunday is my cleaning day and my decompression day, and I felt like it was a good way to start it off. So, yeah. Um, I will see you next week, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.